This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. Debit fraud is a growing concern. From increasing incidents of skimming to cardholder authentication gaps, which are more frequently exposed in MagStripe technology, more U.S. financial institutions are exploring ways to improve payments card security. One California community bank has taken a step to improve its cardholder security by launching a new chip program that relies on the Star Network's CertiFlash offer. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Chris Olson, Chief Operating and Enterprise Risk Officer with California-based Fremont Bank. Chris, Fremont Bank, which is a $2.5 billion community bank that serves the Bay Area, recently launched a new debit portfolio that relies on chip rather than MagStripe technology. What can you tell us about the route and options the bank pursued in making its decision to switch to more advanced card technology? Well, thanks, Tracy, uh, for the opportunity to share, and I'm happy to discuss our decision about chip-based technology. We approached the decision as a result of two identified risks. One was the increasing fraud from skimming, stolen, and compromised MagStripe data. The second was an acceleration of ID theft issues and compromised personal data. Uh, the Star CertiFlash chip was a great security option for FreeMind Bank as it will allow customers to transact without compromising their name, their account number, or security code, which is that three-digit code on the back of your debit card, uh, and all included in a MagStripe swipe. The CertiFlash chip generates a one-time key that, even if compromised, would not allow for fraud opportunity. We believe that for Fremont Bank and our largely baby boomer customer base, confidence and trust in using their debit cards was of prime importance. And how prevalent or growing has debit fraud been for the bank and its customers? Unfortunately, we've seen a significant acceleration in this type of fraud. If I look at the first six months of 2010, uh, as compared to the first six months of 2011, we've seen a 70% increase in the number of claims, which represents a 55% increase in dollar claims for us. So it is significant. Now, one thing I wanted to ask about, Chris, Fremont noted that the move to chip technology was primarily based on the need to enhance security, which we've discussed, but also to improve convenience for customers. How do you see a move to chip improving convenience? Well, this is going to be minute. Uh, certainly in our, in our society of 2011, seconds are counted, but uh, the speed of the transaction uh, is measured in seconds. It'll, in most transactions, you will only have to tap your card on the reader in order to transact. Um, the big piece of it is going to be it eliminates all signature-based transactions, which are much longer. So for a, a certified chip transaction, uh, the fastest will be tap and it and go. We call it the tap and go method. Um, the longer transaction will be a tap it, and depending on the dollar amount, well, you may have to enter a pin at that point. But it will be faster, um, and it does eliminate SIG base. So that's where we feel that there's a convenience piece. Sure. Now, Chris, much discussion has surrounded chip technology, which often is expected to comply with the EMB chip and pin standard that's now common throughout Europe and Asia. And the reason that we've talked a lot about it is because of skimming, and of course, EMV or chip and pin technology does eliminate skimming. The chip, though, doesn't prevent card not present fraud. That's one of the arguments that a lot of U.S. institutions have made. Is there any expectation that the chip could help user authentication when it comes to online debit transactions, which we all know are increasing in number as well as frequency? 
the, uh, the two questions there that I see are um, first the EMV chip, which is in Europe. Uh, we feel that the CertiFlash chip is a uh, near-field communication chip with the reader, and therefore the uh, card is not dipped as the EMV chip is dipped in Europe. So we feel that we also prevent the ability for the MagStripe or the, even the chip technology to be copied by not having a dip. Um, the CertiFlash is only uh, domestic at this time. It will not be usable in Europe. Um, so that was why we went with CertiFlash as opposed to looking at EMV technology. The, the second question, which is relative to card not present or online um, purchases, uh, we're actually pursuing a different method for security on those transactions, and we will not use CertiFlash in that case at this time. And Fremont's new debit portfolio, which we've talked about, relies on the Star Network CertiFlash offer, which is a chip application that you know Star has developed that uses this one-time card number technology that you talked about at the introduction. Can you tell us a little bit more about this technology? And what I'm getting at, Chris, is the recent breach that we saw at Michael's, the POS breach. Could this technology have prevented that? Absolutely, yes. Uh, the Michaels POS breach, uh, both MagStripe data and PIN data were breached. And in the CertiFlash chip, uh, using that technology, which is, uh, we keep talking about the one-time card number technology, would have prevented that breach. The, you know, the specifics of it is that it uh, creates a, a specific algorithmic identification at the time of the transaction. It's good for only that time, only that transaction. And, uh, and provides the approval and ability to get that transaction processed. Um, and each time it creates a new um, specific algorithm identification for the transaction. Uh, and because of that, we feel it's the most secure method of using a debit card for transacting business. And what about the cost and the time involved with making this type of debit portfolio migration? Is Fremont reissuing cards for all of its customers, or have you just chosen a select few? And how much of an investment are you making, and how long do you expect the rollout to take? Uh, well, first, we're, we're not reissuing at this time for everyone. We're moving into a beta test over the next 90 days. Um, as a result of our successful partnership with STAR, they actually have been kind enough to supply us with our beta supply of cards. Uh, the mass rollout is not um, expected to occur until the first quarter of 2012. Uh, relative to the cost, we see that the cost of these cards will probably be one and a half to two times the, the cost of an existing card. Um, but we also believe that the reduction in losses and the, um, the staff that supports uh, Reg E claims, which is what we call the the claim from a customer for um, a either lost, stolen, or a misused cards uh, will be much reduced and therefore more than pay for the additional costs of the cards. Um, and, and that, you know, we're, we're really comfortable that the, uh, the reissue then in 2012 uh, will roll out as card, as plastics need to be reissued. Have you thought at all about the one cent incentive that is now expected to be offered by the Fed? as it relates to the Durban Amendment when it comes to fraud prevention, do you think that this type of program would qualify for that? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think as a result of the Durban Amendment and, of course, uh, as a result of the uh, Dodd-Frank legislation, um, the ability to have a higher secure card um, with the one-time chip technology is going to be both beneficial to the merchant because the, the merchant will be protected from um, having data stolen and being uh, having chargebacks to them, 
the bank's going to be protected because we will feel uh, comfortable that the card has not been stolen or that the data has been skimmed and used. Um, and I, I believe that what we'll see in interchange is that there is, the uh, last articles I've read is there could be as much as uh, one to five cents um, that uh, uh, interchange uh, fees can, apply, can be charged for having increased um, security on these cards. So I, I think it's going to be a real positive, and I think um, the Durban Amendment is actually going to provide for a more secure environment. And you talked a little bit about the baby boomer generation earlier, Chris, and I wanted to ask about customer education when it comes to using this new card technology. Do you expect user acceptance to be a problem? I, I don't accept it to be a problem. I, I think that the acceptance is going to be um, easy. I, and, and the uh, customers that I've talked to already and, and, and many of the employees that we're going to issue some of the cards to initially, um, everyone is excited about having the card. I think that the key is going to be being able to um, uh, train or educate our customer base as to how to find one of these terminals where they can use um, the CertiFlash um, chip technology. So to me, the, 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 the hardest part is going to be um, the network of available machines out there with merchants, and we hope that those will increase over time. And, uh, and letting our customers know where and how to look for that, um, the signs for the CertiFlash chip technology acceptance. So that's the biggest piece. I think acceptance is going to be very easy. Now, you mentioned, you know, having merchants adopt this technology and looking for the CertiFlash logo. I'm curious to know what other chip options Fremont considered before going with CertiFlash. I, I would I'd like to say that we had multiple options of chips, but we didn't. Uh, but the uh, CertiFlash uh, was presented to us as because we also participate with First Data um, in, in processing our cards and our um, transactions. And so CertiFlash was offered as an opportunity that we took advantage of immediately. And so it was the one option we had, but it was an excellent option and had been a great partner. Um, and I think it does provide all of the security that we were looking for. Um, my, uh, my biggest issue will be finding acceptance at the merchant machines. That's going to be um, the, the key for, for true adoption in the future. And finally, Chris, before we close, what additional thoughts would you like to share with our audience about making the move from the stripe to the chip? Well, I, I think this is the future in debit transactions. Uh, we, we, we as an industry, the financial services industry, can, cannot continue to uh, accept the amount of losses and, and fraud issues that have occurred with the MagStripe technology. The United States has been a little bit slow in adopting um, chip-based technology, but the security to financial institutions and the merchant and the account holder is just so tremendous and advantageous that uh, we are going to see a big you know, transformation over the next couple of years to chip-based technology. Uh, we're happy to have CertiFlash, and it's a giant step for us in relative security and convenience. Uh, and I want to thank you for the opportunity to share this uh, exciting product and, and what we've done, Tracy. Well, I appreciate that, Chris. Thanks for your time today. Again, we've just heard from Chris Olson of Fremont Bank. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.bankinfosecurity.com.